we open outside of Point Claire, where Jeremiah and Alistair are arriving. I'm not sure what our plan is. Do we just start shooting or do we talk first? No, no, no. I'm getting you inside so that we make our shots count. All right, so is carrying an open loaded shotgun gauche in this situation, or do I just not care at this point? Uh, let's just say I've got an in, and Alistair will show off his Blur's Watch ring at the same time running his thumb over it because I would like to use my move, my foresight spell. Don't you need to channel first to use that? Yes, I would like to channel and then use my foresight spell. All right, roll channeling, please. Wizard, it's basically the Nova. I remember how my playbook works. What are you talking about? That's a 14. Fuck! Nice. Still rolling hot. So you hold a bunch. I've got three, and I want to burn one to use for a sight. Okay. Can you remind me what exactly? I have a rough memory of what the foresight spell does. Spend one hold to have a short vision about the upcoming scene and take plus one forward when acting on it. So I want to see our imminent death and find out how I can prevent it. So in your vision, when you open the church door with your ring, it takes you back to that study room that you went into the first time you arrived at the church. There are not as many people here as you would expect. Most notably, there is Angela, who wears the orchid mask. And when you walk in, at first, because you can't really hear anything, it's like everything's muffled, but you see an arguments start and then jeremiah goes to shoot with the shotgun and angela holds up her hand and as she does it's like the shot gets stuck in the barrel and the shotgun explodes in his hands and then you're back in the car all right so you'll want to be careful where you're pointing that thing Maybe let me neutralize Angela before you try to shoot her. This could get a bit messy. All right. Just, uh, follow my lead. Where's your cousin? At that, there is a rapping on the car window. There she is. I'm assuming it's her. I hope it's her. Of course it is. Okay, good. I roll down my window. Hello, dear cousin. Thank you for joining us today. She smiles and, of course, anything for family, right? Ah, yes. We must always stick by our dear, dear family that always gets along so well. So well. Jeremiah, you're looking like shit. It's been a long couple of days. I hate to see you still alive. Ah, <laughs> oh, the feeling's mutual. Alright, well, Jeremiah's gonna get out of his car and uh, grab his bag of guns and sling that over his back. 
Alistair will climb out of the car and start making his way towards the front door. So what is the plan here, dear cousin? Well, I'm going to get us inside. I'm going to get some answers. And then Jeremiah will do whatever it is that he feels like doing at that point. And you're here for backup, because I don't know what sort of deal you made, but I'm sure if it was you making the deal, you came out of it with some sort of power you didn't have before. Well, of course, any deal worth making gets you something. Very well, lead the way. All right. Alistair will approach towards the front door. Are there people here, or am I free to just, like, walk in? You're free to just walk in. I wasn't watching Revolutionary Girl Utena at the time that I came up with this, but it's very Revolutionary Girl Utena, where basically the door reacts to the ring and will open for you because you are wearing the ring. Okay. In that case, I push the doors open and look inside to find out what I'm walking into. Yeah, so the doors open into that study that you were brought into last time that you went through these doors. It's the middle of the day, so there's not too many people here. You see a couple of nondescript wizardlings, as we've taken to calling them. And Angela is sitting in a chair. She has a book that she's very focused on in her lap. And she doesn't immediately look up because, again, these doors only open for people who have the ring. Hello, Angela. It's been a very busy couple of days since I've last seen you. She flips the page as she looks up. Hello, Alistair. Nice of you to join us. It looks like you've brought company. Yes, I have a feeling that our conversation, while well, I'll be quite blunt with you, it probably isn't going to go well. I have, let's call them some questions. And you will be answering those questions, post-haste and honestly. Will I now? She closes the book and sets it on, like, the table besides her. I suppose that really depends on the questions and if I know what you're looking for. What do you know about the Fleur's involvement in the deaths of my parents? I would like you to roll to figure someone out, I think. Okay. Ooh, that's close. That's a seven. I'm very glad I took that plus one to mind last session. All right, so you get three because she's in the same faction as you, and she gets one as well. Okay, so how could I get your character to tell me about the Fleur's involvement in my parents' death? You want to know about your parents. Well, that is something I could tell you, but I have someone that I'm interested in getting in contact with first, and I think you are 
familiar with this individual. Alex Jarreau? She wants your debt on Alex. All right, fine. If you tell me what I need to know, then Alex is all yours. Well, the Lockwoods were a very powerful coven within St. Fleur due to the knowledge that your mother brought in from out of the city. As her and your father flourished, it became clear that they were stepping on our toes, so to speak. We gave them the opportunity to be happy with the lot that the Lockwoods had, but unfortunately, they didn't quite see eye to eye with us. Your father's sister, on the other hand, did. She was the one who provided us with the information we needed, and a few members of the RK network were able to help us set up the dreadful accident that brought about your parents' death. Is that what you're looking for? That being Eric Zarn, I assume. Yes, Zarn was involved. And how exactly does the Rosenberg family play into this? The Rosenberg family is owned by Fleur's Watch. We tell them to jump and they say how high. They don't have a choice. They're delightfully good at stabbing things. Yes, particularly Anna's heard. Mm, she's a fantastic alchemist as well. So tell me, you've gotten the information about your parents, which you could have just asked me much more politely than bringing in backup and assuming this conversation was going to go poorly. What are you doing here? What's your next step? Basically, she wants to know, like, what's your character's beef with Fleur's Watch now? Where are you going from here? That is a good question. <laughs> Both Alistair and Andy had not planned to get this far this quickly, so... Jeremiah, what have you been doing while this conversation is taking place? Jeremiah has been, like, very tense. The shotgun is pointed at the ground but he's ready to bring it up and start shooting if things go pear-shaped. He's just been casually observing. Just wondering if I might investigate a place of power while I'm standing around. Definitely investigate a place of power. It is the power faction. All right, so let's observe the church while Alistair is talking. <laughs> no. That's a six. Ooh, what? As you and Theodora followed Alistair in, um, and you standing there looking around, you notice to your right that a door that hadn't been there before suddenly has seemed to materialize and is open, and there are stairs going up. Hmm. Interesting. It is not the Doom Door. Hmm. I don't really want to... Seems kind of awkward with crazy magic woman, everyone watching. The attention is focused on Alistair and her conversation. You can make it to this door and go check this out without being noticed. Sure, let's go with it. 
Check yes. out this magic door. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, so when you go through this door, it closes and disappears behind you. Because magic doors. And when you get to the top of the stairs, which doesn't take nearly as long as it probably should, you find yourself in the bell tower. All right. Jeremiah will look around. Shotgun is very much at the ready at this point. As you look around, you notice that the view from up here is distorted. And your footsteps don't sound quite right. It's like they're muffled in water and mist. And everything just has, I mean, you work with magical items. You know the feeling. And it's just, you can taste the magic in the air, basically. Ugh. All right. And a ghost materializes on the other side of the bell from you. She looks like a fairly noble woman from an older time. Her hair is plaited. She's wearing an older dress. Does Jeremiah speak French? Uh, I imagine he'd have a smattering of it. Yeah. It's not great, but he can get by. All right. She will speak in English to him then. That's fair. She probably wouldn't want me to butcher her language. She would be sad. I think you've lost your way. Well, coming about five years too late with that news. <laughs> and what are you hoping to get here? <sighs> That's a very good question. Mostly I'm just looking for a way to relieve some stress. I'm a simple man. Violence is good enough for me. And so, is it my people that you're aiming to be violent against? Well, you're a close and easy target. Don't really have anyone else nearby. Hmm. I can't say I particularly like being jerked around a little. As she's speaking, she has been moving closer to you. In a very obvious way, like she's not trying to be sneaky about it or anything. And how have mine jerked you around? Well, don't really appreciate being left out of uh, important business. It's more jerked around by proxy. The head of the Arctane Network is apparently in your pocket. And he's a right old prick. Alex is involved with you guys and been sending me on some useless <laughs> errands. Same with Silk. But I guess I'm also a businessman too, so I'm open to negotiation. You lost something recently, didn't you? That's very true. And also found out a rather disturbing bit of your organization. Shucking with some not-so-savory types. Two of us can truly say that we've not done something unsavory. Well, I tend to keep my business dealings to the human world. Contracting out Nisanya is probably going to end badly. Whoever her master is right now, I don't imagine it's going to come back very well for you. <laughs> We're not working with her. She just got permission to be on our territory. She knew what she was stepping into. What she does is her business. I could get the girl back for you. That's a very interesting offer. 
<sighs> and what do I do for this? Well, you're looking for someone to kill, right? More or less, yes. And Alex Stroh was one of the people that you mentioned as having jerked you around. I could equip you to end him. Ooh. This is rather a lot you're putting on the table for me on your side. Oh, believe me, I benefit greatly from his end. So how do I get fucked over in all of this? Besides possibly being killed by a vampire? What else do you want out of me? I just want his head. And then I will help restore your love's memories. I will have... Well, I can't really tell Nasanya to uh, leave, but we can work on that. I mean, so long as you don't looking too closely when she ends with a bullet in her head. I'm not worried about that at all. So what do you say? Well, it's a very enticing offer you make. I suppose if I'm about to burn an arcane network down to, I might as well jump ship. Well, I'll set myself up with Celia Mendoza. Getting good with you would always be a good second. Being blamed for stealing... Uh, those worthless souls and stuff is slightly aggravating. Tell you what, you got a deal. Perfect. She puts her hands together, and as she reopens them, a sword appears. It's like a fencing sword, basically. He will raise his eyebrows at that. Through the heart or through the brain? Hmm. Gonna be very honest. Not much of a sword fighter. Or at all. Melt it down, make some bullets. I don't really... The property will remain the same. Alright. Jeremiah will reach out and take it. Nice. Andy, don't forget that Alistair still has two hold. But I want to go check in on Victor. Victor, you heard a scream from the living room. Yes, I did. I'm going to drag this unconscious wizard a few feet into the backyard and then rush back in, pulling out my baseball bat as I move into the house. As you are rushing back in, you see that Anastasia is... The first thing you see is that her gun is, like, by the back door, clearly disarmed and thrown back there. And she is locked in combat with two of those wizardlings who seem to actually be trained to fight, unlike the guys in the back. And a third is dragging Cass out the front door. Cool. I'm going to go after the one that's dragging Cass and just jump and hold the bat with two hands and just hit him in the back of the head with the baseball bat. All right. Roll to unleash an attack. That is an 11. All right, so on a hit, you do it. Choose one. I would like to take cast from them. All right, and your bat does two harm? It does. Okay. So you crack this person, this woman, real solid in the face. Her nose almost immediately starts bleeding. It is definitely broken. 
And she staggers backwards, like, down the stairs leading up to the brownstone, releasing Cass in the process. Cass was clearly spelled or sorcelled or something, because when her contact breaks, you see, like, Cass's eyes regain focus as she just catches herself in the doorframe so that she does not go tumbling after the woman. At which point I'm going to help Anastasia. I just barrel into the next wizard and like take them to the uh, couch and just like crack them in the side of the head with the baseball bat again. All right. Roll to unleash an attack again. Listen, I've got, I've got a thing I'm good at. That's a 12. <laughs> this time I'm going to inflict some terrible harm. Yeah, so remember how I said that, like, Anastasia's apartment's very open and airy and, like, modern and light-colored? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it now looks like a Jackson Pollock painting, as the level of force you put into that swing, just spray of blood out from this wizardling as they, like, fall over the back of the couch, all over the rug, and the nice gray hardwood floors, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the exquisite leather couch just ruined yes not that Anastasia is worried about that at all no no and in the meantime Anastasia since you were able to get one off of her is able to get the other down to the ground and has the wizardling's hands behind her back and like pulled a zip tie out of her pocket and is mm -hmm. like actively cuffing her basically Cool. I'm going to reach down, pull my handgun out of my boot, walk to the front door, and see if that wizard is still around. When you walk to the front door, you see that they've barely stumbled back up to their feet, and they are booking it. All right, cool. I put my gun away and close the front door. Cass, are you okay? Uh, yeah, I, yes, I am okay. All right, good. Do you have another set of that? I say as I walk over to Anastasia, indicating the zip tie. Yeah, she just pulls some out of her pocket. She's always prepared. I go to the backyard, grab the person who I knocked out, zip tie him, and uh, drag him inside. Yeah, as you're dragging him inside, you can hear the police sirens approaching do you want me here or gone i have a lot more plausible deniability than you and even auntie's gonna have an issue covering this one up for you so you might want to head out of here cool do you want to have my illegal shotgun yes i put it in the hand of one of the dead people and leave <laughs> where is victor heading off to from here Oh, fuck. That's a good, solid question. Somewhere. All right. Yeah. He's trying to get away from the cops, and he's, he's going to start working on getting home. Nice. Yeah. He's going to get home to regroup and get some new clothes before he does anything else. Nice. He can't go around covered in blood like this. Yeah. This is why Victor has to do laundry so often. <laughs> It's real bad. Uh, he should just start wearing red and brown. 
All right. So Victor is on his way home. Alex, what are you up to? That is a great question. After this meeting at the country club, Alex, really the only thing that he needs to do is get in touch with Darby, which might pose a small problem. Yeah, no, his his plan was basically just to send this message and then wait for a reply. So I think he's probably just going to head back to his home. Sweet. Yeah, you don't immediately get a reply. And when you head back to your home, Rosalie obviously is not there yet. Yeah, yeah. So you and Leon just going to hang out? Did Fen come along as well? If the invitation is open, they probably would, because they're very invested in seeing what happens right now. Yeah, because like with most things today, it's not so much that Alex is actively inviting them along. It's more that he's like not discouraging them from coming along, right? Well, yes. I mean, Finn hasn't bought a book in a while, and your bookstore seems like the right. best location to do that, so... So I think once they kind of get back, Alex is just going to, you know, chat up Finn. Maybe learn a little more about him. Sure, go for it. So I can't help but notice that you're still here. Have the day's events been entertaining to you so far? <sighs> well, it's definitely more exciting than anything I've seen lately. But I'll shoot straight with you. My relationship with my brother is complicated on the best of days, and seeing somebody else using his body is a weird experience for me. It's a new one as well, and I'm just invested in seeing what happens here. I can sympathize with that. And I think at this point Alex is taking off his gloves, and he just kind of shows Fen the little the scar in his palm. I am myself. Not exactly... Let us say that there are times I look in the mirror and I don't recognize who I am. The two of us are not alone. Frankly, I never am. It has given me an interesting point of view. I feel like this might be a moment of intimacy. This is most assuredly a moment of intimacy. Okay. Because I think I did tell Finn, uh, maybe a secret? Yeah. It feels like... It does. So Fen does enter my web and owe me a debt. Fen nods with a sort of grave understanding. Cursed are the few who are like you and my brother. Yes, well, hopefully some time outside of the physical realm will do your brother a little good. Yeah, he he really needs to chill, but... I have a feeling that I'm going to have to work on finding a new vessel for him. Uh, she doesn't seem like she will go down easy, especially <laughs> with those powers at her hand. No, I would highly doubt it. Well, just let him know that if he does hold a grudge, he'll have to get in line. <sighs> Fair. In the meantime, what are you hoping to get out of all of this? Is this just mm. idle curiosity for you, or is there something more at play here? If you do need me to roll to figure someone out, I definitely will. 
Yeah, if you want to roll to figure someone out on that one, you get a question regardless. Yeah, I was going to say, and what with Fen just entering my web, I get a very interesting question. Ooh. It's a good thing I get that question. It's a good thing, because I rolled a five. All right. What is the question that you get? The question is, what is your true hunger? Ooh, okay. And then also, do you still get the question from being in the same faction? No, it just adds it to the list. So that would be that okay. question. It just adds it to the list. So, All right. So what is your character's true hunger? What are you really after here? What really drives you, right? As we spoke last time, I've been here in St. Fleur for quite a while. You blink in a decade pasts, and yet the most important things always seem to happen in a day or two. I rarely get to actually witness the history and the making, or even be part of it. I'm here to witness. Well, I am flattered. I doubt there's going to be a whole lot of history inside the next few hours, though, so you're more than welcome to stick around. Is that an invitation? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a disinvitation. Well, if it's not disinvitation, I think I will stay around. I do have people of my own working and moving in the shadows right now, and sometimes it's easier for them when I'm not being me in the middle of downtown. Understandable. You have to delegate some things. But, you know, if that was an invitation. Would you like a tour of the shop? Sure. And I, and I think that's what Alex is going to do. Just show Finn <laughs> around the bookstore. Maybe show off some, some of his favorite books. Uh, you know, just hang out. <laughs> is that what the kids are calling it today? <laughs> uh, illumination and chill. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Finn is definitely the type that if you do legitimately going to be like illumination and chill, they will lay on your desk and like be very cat-like and annoying while you're doing it. Finn constantly <laughs> needs attention. Oh, you know what? I actually really like that. I, I, I think that's just a delightful scene. So I think that probably is where it ends up. Nice. All right, Silk. What time of day is it? midday okay so i think what i want to do is i actually want to give alex a call since signing the contract probably didn't take as long as everything that he was doing i think we pick up with silk just finishing up lunch at a fancy restaurant or something like that oh so he didn't ask anything more from midnight roses about the we're from the same bloodline thing i kind of did forget about that just now just gonna let that one lie? I guess we should explore that. It's fine if you don't want to. Fuck your plot book. <laughs> Pointedly avoiding new information is a valid response to that information. Alright, let's stay with Midnight Roses then. No, it's fine. You you can totally just be like, ha, huh, weird, weird Faye. I bet she's losing her mind. No, and I feel like you want to talk about it, too. So let's do that. Of course I want to talk about it. I've only had it planned since I was like, who the hell is Midnight Roses? <laughs> All right. So I guess we can pick up right after she says that. 
Yeah, as she is filing away your contract. Interesting. Of the same bloodline? How exactly are we related, then? Oh, well, that's a bit of a complicated question, and goes back quite some time. I am technically both your grandmother and your great-aunt. Interesting. Are we going with the... I don't have the technical names for whoever birthed Mab and Tatiana. Is it like the the crone, the mother, and the maiden from like Dresden or something like that? I don't know that reference, but... Okay, never mind then. I can explain out of character what's going on here, and then you can see if there's a reference that makes sense for you. Sure. Because I'm sure this is, this is basically where this conversation is going. Midnight Roses is the embodiment of the two queens that came before Mab and Tatiana, who basically got sick of all the fey bullshit, went fuck this shit, decided to become a single person and go live on the mortal plane. Interesting. Okay. Because that's what happens when you tell me someone important in my territory is a fey. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. My grandmother and, hmm, you know, mother doesn't really talk about you all that much. Oh, I wouldn't expect her to. I mean, I'm a disgrace on the family and a disgrace to how Faye work and blah, blah, blah. Good riddance that I'm gone. They're happy to leave me to my playthings, but... Since they seem to be taking such a vested interest in St. Fleur now, I'm not exactly pleased about that. Yes, well, they're not exactly pleased with me either. I left them in a bit of a tizzy, let's say. So, you've been gone for quite some time. Do, do I still call you my queen, or are you just entirely who you are now? I mean, I am who I am now. If you want to call me queen, I'm technically queen of this court, but the court was really just for some admin purposes. You know how it is. Yes, queen. She won't, but she's also just totally fine being called Midnight Roses. That, that she is who she is. Well then, grandmother. Oh, that does sound quite odd, but I think I could get used to it. As a first matter of business, I do believe your daughter is interested in one Dinah Simmons in the very near future. Perhaps I could leverage some of your assets to make sure she does not get what she wants. I've met Dinah before. It would be a shame to lose her. Of course. Lovely. I believe she is to be accosted at a park in Shadydale or somewhere around thereabouts. Mm. She is to possess certain trinkets or baubles that my mother wants, and I would much prefer if she doesn't have them. It doesn't really matter what they are. I'm sure they're toys that might be fun to have as well. I'm not too concerned about that, but I don't approve of... Faye killing humans on my territory without at least getting my approval. Yes, yes, the paperwork. Just to be clear, those forms are to be signed in triplicate and then faxed over to you? 
Can I just email you? Ah, uh, no, I, I, I need the pink copy. <sighs> and you can always file them after the fact, but if it's premeditated, and this is clearly a premeditated scenario, you should file it beforehand. I will keep that in mind, but seriously, carbon copies, you're... S- <laughs> At least it's not a dot printer. Those are hard to get a hold of now. Uh, yeah, so I think I want to head over to that park, and I still want to give Alex a quick call uh, on the way there. All right. Alex, your phone is ringing. I assume that Fen being like any other cat-like creature, I have to fish the phone out from under Fen. Of course. <laughs> Look at who's calling. Hello, Silk. Hello, Alex. It appears that I am out of the loop of some rather important dealings in the city, and I am not a fan of that. Perhaps I could get you to fill me in on whatever it is that this Fleur's Watch is. Of course, I will be willing to mark off one of your many debts to me for it. Sure. There's two answers to that. The first is that they have been manipulating the wealth of this city for quite a long time now through constant atrocity. The second answer is that in 48 hours they will be nothing. 48 hours? Interesting. I gave Alistair and Jeremiah only 24. Oh. I'm aware that they're involved. I find it adorable. I'm sure they're headed there now, causing trouble. I'll probably visit in just a bit just to see how it's going. But for now, you're saying then that you have your own plans for dismantling Fleur's Watch? Brick by brick, Silk. That's not a particularly efficient manner. It's the only manner that matters. There's also explosives and you know, bulldozers, but I guess brick by brick will work just fine. No, it needs to be systematic. You can't just shock the system into wellness. You have to move by increments. That's the problem. So, I've given them an ultimatum. They will, no doubt, reject it. And either... Alistair and Jeremiah will die in the church, or it will corrupt them, or something like that. But, in the doing so, they might shoot a few people, and that will save me the trouble. So this shadow organization has been pulling the strings for quite some time, and I assume also that they have had the city under their protection. Who do you expect to fill that vacuum when they are gone? Me. You. I was not aware that you were a shadow organization. (laughs) I am an empty building full of ghosts. I am an organization unto myself, Silk. As you well know. Alex pulls out his org chart. No, we had a moment of intimacy, I told you. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. So then, you're planning to... Fill the void of, of their faction with bloodsuckers? Or is it really just going to be you? It is really just going to be me. 
Interesting. Very interesting. You are among my more interesting friends, Alex. Yes, well, not to be sentimental, but frankly, you're one of the few people I've come across in this city that is not overly ambitious or bloodthirsty. And I hoped to spare you all that. Oh, blood really isn't my beverage of choice. Really not very interested in that at all. In fact, I am rather fond of the mortals of the city, and would much prefer that they continue to live on despite... Well, to put it bluntly, Alex, I do believe that there is going to be a visit from a very powerful force in the very near future. And if you are planning to protect this city from them, I would prefer that you know that it's coming. If there is a threat, I would appreciate knowing about it, yes. Well, to keep the story short, I would expect a visit from Queen Mab, Queen of Air and Darkness, Queen of the Unseelie Fae, in the very near future, and she is going to be very angry. Well, that's really it for me. Um, have a good day. Uh, Silk? Angry at what? Click. (laughs) (sighs) Well, good to know anyway. Alex puts the phone back on his desk and looks over at Finn. Oh, where were we? Page 273. (laughs) I like that as a cut. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Silk is on his way to Shadydale. Mm Mm-hmm. Alistair, have you finally come up with what the answer to the, like, where do you go from here question from Angela? I've got a few ideas. All right. I think first he starts off by saying, it's not really what I have planned that you need to worry about. It's what, and he turns to look at Jeremiah and notices that Jeremiah is not there. And says, all right, the drama's taken a bit out of that reveal. To be completely honest with you, I didn't think that this would go as easily as it has. But what I want is revenge for the deaths of my parents. And, well, to be honest with you, it seems like the Fleur's Watch played a big part in. Their demise. So you plan on destroying us? To put it bluntly, yes. Well, you might want to get in line on that one. You have a line of enemies forming up. So it would appear right now, but we shall see. But if you're going to attack, by all means, I'm standing right here. Oh, you seem to think I don't have more questions I need from you before that happens. My second hold I would like to spend is I would like to find out what exactly is it that you're hoping to get from Alex Shiro? Why did you want me to put you in contact with him? We uh, recently received a warning from him. I think the exact phrasing was fuck around and find out and 
I like to have my options open. If I have a way to get myself spared, then I would like that. So you're worried that he's going to take you down. And my third question is, what does your character worry might happen? Yes, I am concerned about what he can do. Alex Giroux is a bit of a staple. He's been on our radar for quite a while, before I was even part of this organization. And, well, he's never made moves like this before. And somebody who plans and waits that long, well, I assume they know what they're doing. She mentioned that she's right in front of me. I think Alistair is going to try to pull out his gun and shoot off a magical bullet at her. All right. You still need to roll to unleash for that, right? Yes, but I can use corruption and roll with spirit instead of blood, which will give me my third corruption advance. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm just going to roll a random spirit thing or a 10. All right, so on a hit, you do it. You inflict harm as established and choose one. You can inflict terrible harm or take something from them. Okay, so that is two harm established, and I would like to add one harm to that. As this bullet has been imbued with magical power. So your bullet fires off um, and hits her like true in the chest. But as it hits her, you see a sort of gold ripple out from where the impact is. And it's like your bullet warps a little bit. And when like the shot clears, there's clearly like a scorch mark there and like a bit of that like spider webbing scarring you get from lightning but she's not nearly as hurt as you would have expected do you feel better now as long as this organization lives while my parents do not i will ensure that it quickly becomes the other way around as is your right what's going on with theodora as all this is going down she has been kind of skirting around the edge of the room. There's definitely a few books missing from those bookshelves now. And when you shot, she kind of started to move into action on the other mooks in the room. She's enjoying this way too much. Just throwing that out there. Okay. I don't know if... Cause... Alistair wants to kill her, but I think that not really affecting her is shaking his confidence too much for him to just keep attacking. Let's revisit Jeremiah. Jeremiah, do you want to talk to the ghost anymore after you take the sword? Yeah. So, there's the... I don't know if we're the last two, but close enough to not really mattering. The last two Lockwoods, downstairs. Mm. Don't know what Theodora wants, but Alex is a little angry. About the only time I'm going to say that we actually have something in common. You need to deal with them. Do you want to? Well, 
No love lost. I don't know if your organization needs them around, or if I should just walk down there and splatter her brains over here. <sighs> no, we don't necessarily need them around. We left Theodora alive more as a matter of courtesy, and when Alistair pulled through, he kind of seemed to slip through the uh, cracks a little bit, since nobody else in the family acknowledged his existence. Theodora's mother worked with us, but... She herself seems less inclined and more ambitious. Well, I guess I'll take that as a yes. By all means. Alright, I guess he's gonna walk back downstairs. Yeah, and the doors reappeared, and when you walk out, is like right after that shot happened, and you see Theodora moving in to attack some of the other wizardlings. I think we'll just shoot Theodora first. Roll to unleash an attack. And don't you get to do this with a different stat? Yes, where is, there we are. Expert marksman. I roll with mind instead of blood. And shotguns are free harm, messy, close, loud. Ah, uh, that is an eight. All right. Is there any way I can get in the way of you shooting my cousin? Sure. Tell me how you do it. I would like to turn and. If I have to use one of my burn to do this, I will, but I'd like to turn and basically just lightning the gun out of his hands. Uh, all right. I don't think, because you won't do damage, so I don't think you need to use your hold unless... Oh, one second, let me look at the wizard spells real quick. No, you don't need to use your hold for this. Like, this is within your wizardy powers. Roll to get in the way with mortality. I'm rolling with a negative two there. It's not a great idea, but, you know. Yeah, that's a two. Rip Theodora. All right. All right, I'm going to choose to inflict terrible harm. All right. And say we rolled seven to nine. Let's say I find myself in a bad spot. All right. So, Alistair, you turn to get that lightning bolt off, but Jeremiah's trigger finger is quicker. And Theodora's back was to him. She didn't quite know that this was coming. And a lot of the scatter shot hits true all along her back. And she stumbles forward onto her knees, screaming because that hurts. And as you turn your back to Angela, you feel a weird paralysis set in. And you see that same gold that was on her shielding spiderwebbing down your arms and, like, holding you in place. That's your miss. Jeremiah. Your bad spot is that there is still, as Alistair is frozen in space and time, so is his lightning blast, and there is a arc of lightning between you and the exit. Awkward. Awkward indeed. I think Jeremiah's next move is just to finish off Theodora. Roll to unleash again. <sighs> Rip my NPC. <laughs> uh, yeah, inflict terrible harm again. 
Good news for everybody that likes Jeremiah and Alistair fighting each other. <laughs> I feel like that, sh- that ship was going places for a minute, and now it has crashed and burned. <laughs> hey, Charlie is happy, no matter where the ship is, or in what All condition right, it is. Let me, let me mark Theodora as... Okay, I mean, she might not be dead dead, but... A sequel where Jeremiah and... Alistair, our roommates in hell. Oh no, we're both going to hell and we're going to be handcuffed mm-hmm. to each other. Yep. Do you want to inflict terrible harm or take something from her? Uh, I want to inflict terrible harm. Go ahead and mark that you have a debt on Mabel Fleur. Ooh. For killing Theodora. And that second shot hits in the head. Like, it's just, it's a mess. And her screaming stops. <sighs> Losing my touch. Alistair, the paralysis on you starts to wane. It was a very short-term spell. How much has it waned? You have your arms and hands and stuff back. You can't quite move your feet yet. Okay, arms and hands are enough for me to shoot a lightning bolt at Jeremiah's face, so let's do that. Alright, roll to unleash an attack. Let's see, I'm going to spend one hold to unleash with my magic as a weapon. That is three harm close. And I'll go ahead and take that corruption to use spirit. That's a ten. Yup. Yup. Oh boy. Alright, so on a hit you inflict harm as established and choose one. A uh, quick check-in. Are you good with this, Jeremiah? Yup. Do it. Okay. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay. Jeremiah, you might be able to get in the way to bring it down to seven to nine. I don't know if that, like, works like that, but I think it should work like that. Uh... I mean, it hypothetically does. Yeah, it's conceivable. Or we can just roll with it, but I just want to... The option is there. If you get it knocked down to a seven to nine, you could kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> we both become the specter. Mm. Sure. Let's try it. Get in the way. With power. Not sure how Jeremiah is doing this, but I'm sure we'll come up with a suitable excuse later. Nope. Oh, nope. Okay, so for my part, I want to take something from him by making him drop the shotgun. All right, and you do three harm? Yep. Jeremiah? I think this uh, Do I take a scar? Oh, does this kill you? It wouldn't kill me. It would move me into critical, though. Because I have one harm from getting banged up earlier. Well, I've got wizards nearby that could patch me up, since I am doing them a favor. Yeah, let's use a scar here. I'm going to take broken. Minus one to spirit. And my gun is gone. Don't scars take you out of the scene, too? Yes. Am I misremembering that? No, scars take you out of the scenes, too. So, Alistair, with Jeremiah's miss, as you hit him, he stumbles, basically. Drops the shotgun. You are completely unparalyzed at this point. You have an opening to both grab the shotgun and GTFO. 
Yeah, I think I want to do that. Alistair rushes over, picks the shotgun up off of the ground. There's a moment that he holds it, looking down at Jeremiah. And he says, that's too good of a death for you. And he is going to get the fuck out of here. Jeremiah, as he is moving to get the fuck out of there, Angela moves over towards you to help you to your feet. Get you patched up. Well, that went better than expected. Got one of them at least. Yeah, come on. Let's get you in a chair and get you patched up. Can't necessarily say I'm really liking all these lightning bolt scar additions to myself, but I'm sure someone will like it. I'm sure someone will. And unless there is something anybody else is, like, dying to do today, I think that might be where this episode ends. Alistair does send a text to Alex that just says, So I hear you want to dismantle the Fleur's watch. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, tweet us at St. Fleur Pod and let us know your thoughts. Shadows of St. Fleur is an Urban Shadows actual play podcast emceed by Landon Corbin. You can find him on Twitter at OccasionalGM. This episode was edited by Bree. She can be found on Twitter at PseudonymSocial. Additional editing and production for this episode was completed by Elliot, who can be found on Twitter at PodcasterElliot. Alistair is voiced and played by Elliot, you can find him on Twitter at Podcaster Elliot. Alex is voiced and played by Jeremy. You can find him on Twitter at TayuFace. Silk is voiced and played by Eric. You can find him on Twitter at PrimeFactorX01. Victor is voiced and played by Evan. You can find him on Twitter at Nyquist underscore JE. And finally, Jeremiah is voiced and played by Allison. Urban Shadows is a Powered by the Apocalypse tabletop role-playing game written, designed, and developed by Andrew Medeiros and Mark Diaz Truman. It is published by Magpie Games, who you can find at magpiegames.com or on Twitter at MagpieOfficial. Farewell, dear listener. We hope you enjoyed your visit to St. Fleur.